By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 1071, good morning, good morning. It's Monday the 20th, and it's time to rise and shine and and have a little BS in the morning on this BS.show. Shelly, where are you today? That was so cute, Brad. Shelly, where are you today? <laughs> yes, Freddy's knows us. <laughs> Oh, they know him more than they know me, but that's funny. How are you today, Brad? Quit playing behind your microphone and talk to everyone. They're all here to see you. Okay, well, that was good. Do you know how much the silence on the radio is um, kind of upsetting, really? And he doesn't, um, he's busy doing something, I'm sure. Not related to the radio. (laughs) Yes, no, he's probably doing something with the radio. I know he's playing with his buttons, so there's that. Is this a payback for Friday? (laughs) Yes, everyone, I am so sorry. I actually slept through Friday's morning broadcast. And I am so sorry. My weekend hasn't been the same because there's just something about this BS.show that really makes me feel good. Good about what I'm doing, good about the things that we see, we talk about. And uh, I missed all that. And it kind of made my uh, weekend wonky. But... I got to have my glam baby Harper Faye yesterday. I wasn't naked, but I have hit a person over the head with a frying pan. That's true. I do remember a dude that looked like Abe Lincoln, and I'm pretty sure he had floaties on. And uh, what is that called? A pipe stove hat? Stove pipe hat? Oh, see, my computer's telling me I've got virus and threat protection. Do you think that you're even on the air, Brad? Shelly, where are you today? Oh, yeah, he's on the air. He's playing with his buttons like a good 12-year-old. Did you get me off? Wow. Please don't play that again. I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. And that is one of the things I cannot believe came out of that our president's mouth. New, like, layer to my brain. I don't even know what that said. Flipper. They just you want to get in the roundabout and get flipper off. At 618 in the morning. You just can't. I'm binging on my shows, girl. <laughs> the glad girls. Next thing Brad, I know, we're all dancing up on the play. kitchen Come table. On. It's the hefty girls, not the glad girls. 
Oh, oopsie. See, that's the problem with advertising is that people get, I snorted again. Uh, I've had a sore throat all weekend. I don't know if I'm sick or what. Everybody stay away from me. I'm, I'm, I might be contagious. I don't know what. I, I don't have COVID. I know that. You know why I don't have COVID? Why? I had a doctor. I mean, something that doesn't normally happen. I had a doctor make a house call yesterday morning. Uh-huh. Dr. Fauci came all the way from D.C. and said, Brad, you're just fine. Now buy my book. Okay, Dr. Fauci, I'll buy you. And book. you don't need no stinking mask. <laughs> right. Speaking of which, do you know that SSM has pulled their mask mandate back? Even the surgeons don't have to wear masks anymore when they're in surgery? Yeah, so that's good. I like that. Let them breathe those those germs on me when they I got my guts open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just breathe yeah, those germs right no, in. No, not that. But it it is kind of <laughs> you know the... surreal that I, I would have thought, and I would have been okay, if you go into a hospital, you wear a mask. Plain and simple. You for you were for that? I was. Really? Interesting. Well, you know, I, I don't think anybody should be letting the hospital unless you're sick. I think well people should not be able to go to the hospital. If you're well, there should be a sign on the door of the hospital. If you're well, stay the hell out. Simple well, as that. That's just stupid, Brad. No, that's not. That's that's logical. Because <laughs> what happens when you go to the hospital if you're well? You get sick for all those sick people. Like, for example... If you want to lose weight, you don't want to go to a place where all the fat people are. You want to go where all the skinny people are. If you want to get healthy, you don't want to go where all the sick people are. You want to go where all the healthy people are. You want to go to the gym. If Like when your relatives gets put in the hospital, they should say, don't come see me. Go to the gym instead. Okay. You don't believe that? See, I do, but I've... I'm a contrarian. You are. Yes. I'm the guy today that would be buying shares of Silicon Valley Bank. <laughs> I'm that guy, even though it's bankrupt. You know, the, if if okay. you if you've watched, I have to tell you, look, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to put on the tinfoil hat and pretend I'm on Tracy Station, and and you know, get all this crazy super right wing garbage if that I comes. If I only had a brain. Oh, yeah. If I only had uh, a heart. But you know what? I believe what? that. Far, a lot of what's being told to us by the government is BS. I mean, just BS. Like, for example... The, like that's a new thing? The dudes keep coming on TV, this Mayorkas guy and Kamala Harris and everybody's the border's secure. <laughs> I sure hope that they don't run a home security company. You know what I mean? I mean, I sure hope that when they retire from government and you say to them, is my house secure? Yes, your house is secure. And the next night, 14 guys break in and steal everything in my house. I thought she said my house was secure. Well, it was that very moment, but that night it wasn't. I mean, over the weekend, I don't. I was listening to a couple of different radio stations, okay? And a guy had a montage of all these government people saying, the government's, the border's secure. Mallorca's, the president, vice president, all these Democratic senators, oh, the border's secure. Have you seen the people just walking across the border? Or the people, no, what is it? What I is it down there in? The news. I can't remember what was it, McAllen, Texas, where where they wade across the Rio Grande River, literally wade across the river from Mexico in the United States, walk, you know, wade across the river. You know, the river gets down low. They wade across the river. They're in the United States. Nobody says anything to them, and that's secure. You know, I don't, I don't, 
I don't understand. I really secure-ish. Well, no, I I don't understand how how someone can say that. And the problem with that is, if you look on on any website, like you can see the pictures of the people coming across. You know, once again, I'm not anti-immigrant because remember, my grandfather was an illegal immigrant. So you know, so I don't I don't have a lot to talk about. But the reason he was an illegal immigrant is because. He snuck out of Ellis Island. I don't know if I ever told you this before. He snuck out of Ellis Island before he got all his paperwork because he was 15. He was a kid. And 15 or 16, one or the other. A juvenile would could not Did he become... come over here by himself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of Russia. Out of Russia, believe it or not. This is my biological grandfather, my father's father, who left my father when he was two years old and my father never, ever saw him again until my father was 34. I told this story before. My dad was at work. It was an engineering firm downtown. Uh, receptionist comes running back. Lee, Lee, some guy with a heavy German accent just showed up at the front desk and wondered if you wor- know if, if you worked here. And I said, you do. And he said, tell him his father's in City Hospital 2, or whichever the one was in South City. It's closed for a long time. And wants to see him. So my dad goes, that's weird. So my dad leaves work, goes down to the city hospital, checks in at the front desk, asks for Zygmunt Hildebrand, who was my father, my grandfather's name. They said he's in room 3603. Goes up and sees his father. Two hours, two hours later, he dies. How bizarre! That man was going to see his boy. How bizarre is that? I mean, it it's happens talk. all the time. That man was going to see well, his child. But the crazy part of it is, as my dad, I've told this story before. As my dad researched, my dad became obsessed with genealogy. I mean, to the point at one point in time, you know, um, Caleb would get a kick out of this. My dad went to Salt Lake City to go through the Mormon database. You know, the Mormons have this incredible database of genealogy. Do you know that? I did not, but that doesn't surprise me. They're pretty, pretty amazing. One of the things they do, I don't know why, there's some reason, you know, we need to talk to Caleb about that sometime. One of the reasons they they do this because they want to know the history of all these people and stuff like that. And then my dad, who at the time was not very, he used to make fun of me because I was the techno boy, as he called me. You know, my dad built his own computer. This is back in the 90s, (laughs) built his own computer. Which is when they came out. And started surfing the internet, and 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 you know was 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 looking for all these genealogy sites, and and to this day, he only found he never found anybody on his father's side of the country, or, or, in this country, in, or anywhere. So if somebody said, "Are you related to so and so Hildebrand?" I would say, "Nope." And they go, "How do you know?" I go, "Because my dad researched it. At first, he's concerned um, his father never remarried." Um, never had any more kids. He was, you know, my father was his only father and our only son. And, uh, then he, he just, it's just a weird story. At times they live two blocks away from each other. You know, that happens. Yeah, I know. And what, they didn't know it? No, because he, you know, and well, he didn't know it because he didn't know who his father was. Yeah. You know, and, but the, that happens a lot. But his father, my grandfather knew exactly where my, where his son was, my father all the time. Matter of fact, I told the story that my my grand great aunt, which would have been his mother's sister, uh, owned a bar, real popular bar in North Broadway down in the city, Fritz's Fine Foods. To this day, it's still there. It's not Fritz's anymore. I think it's still in business. The building's still there. I was there by there well, we'll like just six have months to look ago. Look at lost tables. 
No, it's. I think it's still there. Anyway, um, he found out later that his father used to come into his aunt's bar, and I guess that would have been that would have been his sister. Yes, he, to Mutsi's bar. That would have been his sister-in-law. Swore her to secrecy. Say, don't you ever, ever, ever tell your nephew that I'm in here, and and he thinks that they were in the bar at times together. This is some kind of like a movie material. You know what I mean? It's just weird. So I so, think it's fascinating. Well, but but the point because I believe that people that are meant to be together are with each other miles and minutes away from each other. Well, until the until the I don't know the gods figure out what they want to do or you know the universe. That's when they meet. Well, I guess the thing that bothers me a little bit about this as well, too, is you see some of these people that come across the border, they've got really nice clothes on. Of you course know, they do. Well, no, no, hold on a minute. If you think they're broke and they're like they're like refugees and they got nice clothes and a cell phone. Now, think about that for they're a minute. Probably, who, who, they come over with nice clothes? Yes. Well, yeah, because a lot of the times, you know, they're taking donations and a lot of their stuff no the stuff that people they got money because they're paying the coyotes to smuggle across the border see oh, these yeah. aren't these aren't yeah these aren't poor fair people. enough these aren't poor people these are people i mean think about it they talk about that there's some city in mexico it's on the on the gulf coast of mexico i know can't remember what it is it has a fairly big airport planes land all the time with these refugees on it and once again they, at least they get into the Mexico, they have passports, okay? They come from a country where they issued a passport, but then magically when they come across the border, they don't have a passport. You know why that is? No. The coyotes keep their passports. Really? Yes. The coyotes keep their passports. Or? Because they're, they get, most of the coyotes work like, uh, like so much down and so much is just successful. And if you don't pay up, the coyotes come and kill you. Well, you think that's I'm, a way to get your money. Yeah, you think I'm kidding about this. And, and but, but see, what's interesting to me about it is, I'm telling you, if I were, let, let's, say, let's say I was a young guy and I got myself in trouble. I got myself in trouble. I was, let's say I was an American citizen. I got myself in trouble and I was in juvenile, juvenile you know, court. And then when I turned 18, I committed a felony. And I decided, you know, that let's say I, I decided I was going to turn my life around. I would fly out of the country, fly back into Mexico, come across the border, and just have a new identity. You know, just I'd just be, you know, Joe Smith. You know? I mean, think about that. You could do that. Because at that age, they don't probably have a retinal scan on you. They, you know, they pro- well, maybe they might have fingerprints if you were a felon. You know, maybe that wouldn't work, but maybe, you know, I mean, maybe if, maybe if you just had a bad childhood and you wanted to forget about it and you wanted to start over with a new name, you'd never had finger fingerprinted, you know, you come across the border, you know, eh, you know, you, and, and like, for example, when I drive by the lady, uh, at, near the intersection, I drive by all the time. I told you I gave her money. I don't give her money anymore because she's the one that says she doesn't speak English. But one day I said to her. I said to her, you know, I said something to her, and she says, no English, like that. And I said to her, there's a $100 bill taped to my license plate in the back, and she started walking toward the back of my car. Okay, so, so in other words, she understands English very well. So, Oh, they all do. 
when she starts talking to me, I talk to her in German. Wie geht es dir? And she sort of looks at me quizzically. I go, ich bin eine Gummischuhe, which means I'm a rubber boot <laughs> in German. And then she, she looks at me and I go, ich bin Krokendump Kopf, which means I'm sick in the head, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, um, um, oh, my German. That is your... You said that ich you're a rubber Kron- boot? Ich bin, I'm a, ich bin eine Gummischuhe. So, I is that like where rubber- gumshoe came from? Yeah, well, gumshoe is 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 gumishua. Gumshoe is the detectives wore. That's you're talking about like detectives. He's a gumshoe. Yes. They wore certain shoes that were made out of gum rubber. That's oh, what, that's I what, thought it was something like you. No, were no, 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 no. That's that's where the, that came from. And and here, let me let me double check on that. I'm pretty sure that's what that. Yeah. Gumshoe. I think that's where that came from. No. I type it auto-corrected for me. G-U-M-S-H-O-E. Gumshoe is... Uh, he'd been intrigued enough to put a gumshoe on the case. Informal North American. What is the order, organ, origin of gumshoe? Plain Coast Detective. 1906 from the rubber... Yeah, rubber-soled shoes they were allowed... They were wore, allowing stealthy movement, which was so-called from 1863... Gums, it's rubber shoe, is attested by 1859 from gums. In other words, they wore rubber-soled shoes so they could walk around. And you, Because remember, back in the day, a lot of people wore, uh, you know, like remember when you were in high school, the cool kids had taps on their school on their shoes. Remember that? Remember? No. Oh, you they didn't, didn't do that in my generation. Oh, that's, right, that's right. No, you were in Clayton school. They wouldn't do that. But the cool kids had taps on their shoes, which essentially did not supposedly, you know, kept them from wearing the heels down. But everybody walked. They, they were cool because, you know, you walk down the hall and click, click, click. It was the taps, okay? Uh, but the the uh, most heels in the old days made noise. But if you wore gum shoes or rubber shoes, it didn't. It was silent. So that's what the detectives wore that so they could stealthily walk around. See, you know, I actually know a few things, you know. Believe it you or not. know a little bit about everything. <laughs> That's my it's problem. I know, I know enough freaking... to enough to be dangerous. You know, my 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 knowledge is a quarter inch deep and ten miles long. That's my problem. <laughs> and what do you get when you own a quarter inch of the surface? Nothing. You know, because you don't get, you get the oil rights. Inch. You don't get the per the, the you don't get the you don't get the 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 mineral rights. You don't do any of that. So you're broke. Okay, we have to take a break. Um, Hold on a minute now. Hold it. Somebody just called up. Let me put this person on the air. Hello, you're on the air. She's right here. <laughs> you're so funny, Brad. Because I know you went out and got that. Well, she did it for me. I told you. No, no. I know. I it was know, funny. But she did it for me. She said to me, she, she first she says she says where's where's your friend, and I go every time she asks me that every time I this is the that's the manager of the one Freddy's I go to because I'm on the McFreddy diet little McFreddy diet, and <laughs> Shelly and I always give her the you know you know I, she, I no she says why is your friend here today, and I go my answer is because she hates this place and she always gets a giggle out of oh that. my god Brad no, really I, every time that's the running well, joke. I, it, it is she, not my hey, favorite place. Where's but... your Where's your friend today? Hey, she's not here because she hates this place, and she always laughs. So 
when I well, the other day she was actually the cashier. I did that twice. I've got her on twice. The other day I said, "Hey, say something to Shelly." And I start my recorder and she says, "Shelly, where are you today?" That's what she said. Yeah, I know. I heard it. Yeah. She wants to okay, know where so you are. Okay, so we taking a break? Yeah, we're going to take a break. I'm going to go to Freddy's, have breakfast real quick, okay? Okay, good, good, because i got to get my dog out of the yard. It's 6.35. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. You know, I just discovered something which is most alarming. What's that? I go to eat, get some of my little Debbies out of my little Debbie stash. Mm-hmm. And the plastic has been opened, and part of my little Debbies has been eaten. Is it open in uh, little bitty bites? Yes. Oh, okay. Bon appetit on that, babe. I have a mouse. Yes, you do. Yes. And you know or what? Or a squirrel. I got, no, it's not a squirrel. I got my bait traps all over the place. I have to check, I'm sure my bait traps have enough um, have enough stuff in them. You know what the well, bait traps are? probably in the attic. No, but the mice, see, the bait traps work real well. That's what the, that's what the uh, pest control guys do. Yeah, and I know. And, and, and I've got my, I bought my own bait traps. Actually, I didn't buy them. They were given to me. How's that? By uh, DH? No, someone who moved out of their house. Oh, okay. Matter of fact, a friend of mine that moved out of their house. And and uh, no longer uh, moved moved away. Moved moved to Alaska. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they don't have mice in Alaska. Do you know that? Yes, they do. No, they don't have don't have mice in Alaska. Because Why? well, when the governor, when Sarah Palin was governor, she signed a bill that mice were not allowed in Alaska, and they all left. Mm. <laughs> Exodus think, by think, the mouses. You think I'm kidding? <laughs> I'm not. I'm serious. Okay. You know, over the weekend. Uh huh. You know, the lady who's been on TV a lot is Janet Yellen, who's, what, head of the, she's, what is she, the Secretary of Finance, whatever the world is. Can the lady talk any slower? (laughs) She talks like this. You could drive a train between her words. Maybe she's an AI. (laughs) Maybe she's a robot. Excuse, I didn't say robot. See, that's one of the things that people. I, it's the one words I all screw up. I screw up robot. I say robot instead of robot, and I say what's the other one? I said Silicon Valley. Although I was right about that. Remember, we had the. I told you the story of San Juan, San Jose on the north and San Marcos on the south, and the in, in, in the area in between was uh, San Mar. San Jose was founded by by elastic surgeons, and then some of them moved onto the south. And there are two peaks, and in between, they called it, it used to be San Cleavage, but they just changed it to Silicon Valley. Is that true? Yeah. It is not. Stop it. Is it is true. Okay. San Juan, or San Jose was on the north, San Marcos was on the south, and they were both very high, and in the middle was this valley, and the, the dermatologists, not the dermatologists, plastic surgeons, you know, decided that the, the, the city in between was, was down in the valley was called Cleavage. And some people called it Sand Cleavage, so they just changed it from Sand Cleavage, sand cleavage. To, to Silicon Valley. Not Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley. You know that, I've never heard of this before, but do you know the plastic surgeons actually, if they don't feel comfortable with 
the health or the well-being of the client, they will refuse to work on them. Shelly, you're obsessed with this, aren't you? Yes, I am. You're obsessed with this. You've only told me that about 10 times in the last week and a half. That's what I do. I know. You keep... Mr. I work for a, a police department. Well, hold on a minute now. The reason I bring that up is because it's life experience. I was I started there when I was eighteen. This is a life experience. Well, but but the you interesting thing about this is if you ask understanding that you're fifty nine. If you asked a hundred people, a hundred people, and you said, Hey, if you had something wrong with you and you went to a doctor, more importantly, a plastic surgeon, do you think that doctor's gonna operate on you? And ninety nine of those people would say no and hell no, and one of those people whose name is Shelly would say, "Why not?" <laughs> right? I mean that he's he's got he's credentialed, but, and he's got letters and. But once again, he's a he, very so very good what, and uh, what you're saying is he's well a, thought of. He's a very sm- he's a very smart guy. That's what you're saying, and that's why yes. he, that's why he and, won't and, and an expert at his craft, and that's why he won't touch you. Because he's smart. And Excuse I, me? I told you this story about me ending up at Mayo Clinic in Rochester to have my operation on my throat. Because yes. my doctor looked me in the eye and said, I can't help you. My malpractice insurance is too high. He didn't want anything to do with me because he didn't feel confident in operating on me. Okay? Mm-hmm. And once again, it's the doctor's prerogative. I mean, My prerogative. I mean... I will tell you the story. I can. I, it's a very sad story to be. My dad in the hospital, Thanksgiving Day, 2002. He's having his leg amputated. The doctor comes in and talks to my brother and I before he does the operation. He looks us both in the square in the eye and says, I hate doing these operations. One of two things is going to happen. He says, one, one is your, your father's heart's going to stop on the operating table. because oh, because." That was- well, okay. Because of the fact that he had a pacemaker already, and this is traumatic oh. surgery, you know, he's gonna his heart's yes, gonna it is. his heart's gonna stop on the operating table, or he totally just, changes your life. He's just going to reject this operation. He's going to die on the operating table. So essentially, he says, he says, I just wanted you two to know. So in other words, he's telling us our father's going to die. He's going to die right then and there. That's going to be it. Thanksgiving. You know, they said that about my mom when we took her into the hospital the first time, right? He said she probably will not come out of this building. But she lasted for um, two more years, thanks to Dr. W. Well, long story made short, my dad has the operation, and the nurse comes in and says, your father's in recovery. You can go see him. And I go in and see him. He's flirting with the nurses. I mean, here's a guy who's supposed to die Rock on the... Rock on, Hilde- yes. Mr. Hildebrand. Here's a guy who's supposed to die on the operating table. Now... Why will I say he did that? Because he was a tough World War II vet. Yeah. You know, those guys were as tough. I don't I can't find that that one. I had the one. What 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 I had? I can't I need to get my list together. What what's 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 uh John saying tough as rawhide or something like that? Tough as nails or tough as walnut or something like that. Senator John who? John Kennedy. Senator John Kennedy says all the goofy oh. stuff. Okay. But see, nowadays we have, for the most part, a country of wimps. We do. I mean, I told you. You said that, and uh, I've really 
it's um it's process that it's and, it's and so we sad are. We it's do. so sad because and and once again i keep talking to you i tell you what we'll pick this up next next break i keep talking to you about this and you keep like and eh, you know like saying weird things back to me but anyway we'll we'll take a break talk about what about my idea 800 dude okay 649. Ah, it's not what I wanted to do. I'm sorry. I screwed up. Okay. First, oh, 14th time so far today. It's not even 7 o'clock. I screwed up. How's that? At least I'm honest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. I got to fix this. Hold on. I got to do this. Got to do this. Stop that. Do this. Move this. Okay. Now here we go. Okay. I was saying beforehand that um, we've gotten to be a bunch of lazy wimps, you know? I mean... I told you the story how I had dinner with my son and daughter, my youngest son and my old my only daughter, and they both complained about the fact oh, I don't have enough money. Uh, Bernie Sanders, who I don't have to be in charge that way. Everybody will just get money. You don't have to go to work anymore, and minimum wage would be four hundred dollars an hour, and you'd be able to afford anything you want. And I'm going, like, what in the hell? What I I told I I walked away. From, I said at the dinner that night. I go. I'm just going to go out in the parking lot and slash my wrist right now. You know, and Did it, you say that? I said that to my kids. I said, I said, man, I have failed as a father. I failed as a father. I've, you've turned into like wimpazoids. You know, I mean, you know, people don't give you things. You work for it. But yet. Constable. But what's happened is people do give you stuff. We went through that with, you know, COVID. And the people is, they're still like. Why can't, how is it that before COVID, everybody, there were people working all sorts of places. After COVID, nobody wants to work anywhere because they got spoiled. They got spoiled sitting at home. And remember, once again, here we're in Missouri. Supposedly the finances are so bad. Yet, but in the first month of marijuana sales, they sell $100 million in marijuana in, in, the, in the state of Missouri. Once again, the news story I found was that at that rate, we would be the first state in the country to sell over a billion dollars of marijuana in, in a year. Okay? You figure, $100 million in, in a, you know in a month, 12 months to the year. If, if, the, if the usage stays the same, you know maybe it'll drop off. Maybe it'll get more. I don't know. But let's say if it stayed the same, you do $1.2 million, $1.2 billion. What are people doing? They're staying at home and getting stoned. They're not going out and getting another job or getting a job. They're just staying at home getting stoned. Eh, it's just go home and smoke some marijuana. Eh, we go smoke some dope and, and boy, have fun at home and eat some Doritos and Cheetos and then go to White Castle and then go to, to Taco Bell and go smoke some more marijuana. Life's good. You do that really well. <laughs> Remember, I used to work at Steak and Jacks. I used to have the stoners come in at night. Hey, man, do you have tacos here? No, that's down the street. Oh. Jack in the Box has fried tacos. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we tell them. We tell them that, that was our, believe it or not, I'm going to date myself. We tell them go to Snowcap. You don't even know what Snowcap is, do you? Where was it? Up in up in Hazelwood. It was on Lindbergh. A place called Snowcap. It was like. It was like. What's it by Village Square? Um, not, not up that way, not that far up, but oh, okay. Got it, it. it was like, it was like a version of Sonic where you, 
came up to the light. It was, you know, Sonic is like a refined version of A&W. Remember the old A&W places had a little speaker you drive up to? There was one over in NOCO on, what, New Halls Ferry, Old Halls Ferry, can't remember which one it was. It was back behind the Central City Shopping Center where Central Hardware was. Am I dating myself for what? Yes, no, because there's still one yeah. out there. There's still what? The A&W? Yeah. No, there's not. They're all gone. Brad, there is. It's over by. Um, no, they're all gone. Between Target and Kohl's on Jungerman. It's gone. It's not gone. Okay, we have to take a break. We'll talk about the top of the hour, okay? 6.59. Well, the Swifties are all happy because she's back on tour. They, what was the, you know, did you hear this this thing? She was, her first concert was someplace out in Arizona, and the mayor agreed the name. She had two concerts, I think two days of concerts. And the mayor agreed to change the name of the city for two days to Swift City. Did you hear this? I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's Prescott, Arizona. I think, I can't remember where it was. Let me look at this real quick. Swift City. Um, Nothing against Taylor Swift, but I don't think I would go to any great lengths. Swift City. And here it is right here. Uh, City Glendale. Glendale is so in, so here, here, this is, this is from the Glendale, Arizona.com page. This is the official page. Glendale is so capitalized, enchanted to meet Taylor Swift as she kicks off the Eras tour at State Farm Stadium that the city has taken on Swifty sit no, Swift City as a symbolic, and let me read this whole press release. I'm just reading the, the featured part of it. This is on the, here, here it is. Uh, I snorted again. City and state, uh, here, here's the article. Glendale changes name to welcome Taylor Swift. City and state farm arena, uh, stadium are bejeweled for the Eras Tour. Glendale is so enchanted to meet Taylor Swift as she kicks off the Eras Tour at State Farm Stadium that the city has taken on Swift City, a symbolic new name for March 17th and 18th. That was Friday and Saturday. There is no need to calm down. We're fearless, and we're doing something highly unusual to celebrate the fact that Taylor's concert starts right here. We know all too well that she's one of the most influential artists of her generation. We are writing our own love story for her and greeting every Swifty in style. Glendale Mayor Jerry P. Wires issued a proclamation on March 13, 2023, revealing the city of Glendale's new name, which will be in effect for the State Farm Stadium concert days on March 17th and 18th, 2023. Westgate Entertainment District and Freeways will be dressed like a daydream with special billboard welcome messages. And here for the Westgate Celebration hotspots with Taylor Swift-themed menu offerings to stay, stay, stay after the concert. Read this no-before-you-go planning information for this mega event, ensuring a night to remember. Taylor Swift's The Era Tour broke all-time records for the most concert tickets sold by an artist in a single day, and Swift is the first act in the history to sell out two shows at the State Farm Stadium on a singles tour. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I sound like a blowhard, but it's She's like... still impressive. You're, you're off mic again. You were off mic last, last... What's going on? You have your headset on backwards again? Happens every day. Okay, better. <laughs> you didn't have it on backwards, didn't you? Well, uh, what? Never mind. Okay. No, I, I had my um, microphone... Tilted up. State Farm. Can I say something to you, State Farm? I was a customer of yours for way too long. Lower my rates and I'll come back. Stop sponsoring stadiums. You know, save that money that you spend for the stupid stadium and lower my rates. Okay, I said it. How's that? You feel better? <laughs> you know. Like vindicated? What? Here, like perfect example. 
Do you know what Salesforce.com is? It's like a you know a CRM for like business people. Okay. It is. Last week or two weeks ago, they announced that they're laying off like three thousand people. And the Salesforce? next, well, yeah, Salesforce laid off like not as bad as Meta or Facebook laid off ten thousand people, but Salesforce laid off three thousand people. Okay. The next day, they announced a collab with Matthew McConaughey, where he's going to be the spokesperson for Salesforce.com, and they're paying him $7 million. Now, how would you feel if you just got laid off on a Tuesday by a company, and then on a Wednesday, the CEO of the company comes out, oh, we've just hired Matthew McConaughey, and we're going to pay him ten or $7 million to be the face of our, com- of our company. I guess he's going he's gonna to say, hey, 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 hey. No, right, no, right, right, right. What's he say? Is it right, 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 right? What, what's he say? What's this thing he says? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. You want more customers? Hey, Salesforce. All right, all right, all right. You want to have more money in your bank account? Salesforce. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Is he still a Lincoln dude? I don't think he's doing the Lincoln stuff anymore. It so fit him. <laughs> it did. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Why did it fit him? I don't know. Because, because he's he classy was, in his own right. Because he was the and so li- are Lincoln. He was the Lincoln lawyer. That's why. Oh. That was the movie he was in. I know that. Where he, well, it's somebody I talked to recently. I said that, and they went, they went. Oh, is that why they called it the Lincoln lawyer? Yes, yeah, because he did his law practice out of the back seat of his Lincoln. He had a limousine driver. He had a driver driving around because he lost his driver's license. That's where the reason it is Lincoln lawyer. Because he was drinking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's he was. I think they actually. I think at some point in the script they they he said he was an alcoholic, and and he lost. I never heard that. Yeah, well, I don't think it was ever said, but it was in intended Implied. because somebody said something about he was in rehab or something like that. That that you know that he was he was an attorney and somebody hadn't seen him around and says oh you're out of rehab uh, and he said yeah or, I can't remember the exact thing but that was the deal. They didn't come out and say, he's an alcoholic. They just sort of intimated that. Matter of fact, there's one scene in the movie where he's got his drivers driving him around, and his driver says, he says, uh, he says, uh, hey, he says, when you get your license back, uh, will you still have hire me to drive you around? And Matthew McConaughey says, I've had my license back for three months. So the, the idea being that, that, you know, he kept the guy on as his driver. So that was, that was the deal. So, Aww. yeah, that's not bad for a non chick flick. That's a good movie. Have you ever seen it, it before? It's a very good movie. It, it's, it's Michael Connolly who writes the Bosch stuff. And, you know, it's very intriguing. Just like, matter of fact, do you know who died last week? I was surprised at this. I'm going to mention a, na- a name. You probably won't know who this guy is Lance Reddick, R E D D I C K. You know who he is? No. He's a black gentleman. Who's played? He was he in the Bosch series. He's played. He played the chief of police in Los Angeles, Chief Irvin, I R V I N. Matter of fact, his name was Irving Irvin, and um, he's also who was he was also in The Wire. And if you if the you go to the John Wick movies, he's the guy who is the the guy who runs the desk at the Continental Hotel. I believe it's the Continental Hotel, and he has he's this great big monstrous guy with this huge deep he talks like that let me see if i can find a clip of his voice of god he was 60 and what's interesting was they said he died of natural causes i'm going like okay what is that 
I mean, back in the day... It could have been a clogged artery. Yeah, but back in the day, people would say, oh, they died of natural causes. Well, what's a natural cause? A natural cause well, could be... Well, if you have a blockage in your um, widowmaker... Yeah, but that's... That's not a natural cause. It is a natural cause. No, a natural cause is old age where you just, you know, one day, you know, you kick the bucket, you know? Here. Yes, I'm very well aware of that, Brad. And and there were there were times in there was a, a one of the one of the uh, the uh, um scenes in 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 Bosch where he takes his shirt off, he is ripped. I mean, he's got like he's like a a weightlifter body. He's like you know Mister Atlas kind of body. So you know that they do. Uh, you can't see what I'm doing, but they spray, paint those abs on him or give him a uh, upper um, chest cover up to make him look ripped. No, he really was. Here, they let me do that let me see with can, a lot of people. Let me see if I can find the, a, a quote of his. What is this? I'm trying to find um, where he's talking. He's playing. Where he's parking? No, no. I'm trying to get his voice because he's got this beautiful voice. Let me see if I can find it. Um, this is this says. Hold on. Let me see. If, this is a movie clip. I think this is it. Let me see if I can play this. If this is gonna play. Let me see if this is gonna play. Get 20% off mattresses at Slumberland. First, we got to have an ad. Okay, of course we have an ad. That's how they make their money. Okay, here we go. Okay, here's here he's, he's going to talk. Okay. Well, maybe he's going to talk. Hila. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, sir, we have been experiencing an uptick. In the <laughs> I screwed up. Shouldn't have done that. And so much Why? for that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so you don't want to hear what he's spewing? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. He had this big, deep, beautiful voice. And he did narration. Matter of fact, he he, he did a bunch of, you know, and well, here we go again. I, You know, nerdville, okay? I'll admit that certain things I'm a nerd, but I'm a, not a game nerd. And he was the voice of some 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 game, some computer game, you know? And I read this article over the weekend that people who are fans of his in this particular computer game, they went and you could sit by the character that he played. You could sit by him and mourn his death. Okay, I'm sorry. That's just a little bit too nerd for me. You know what I mean? What? You know, come on. You know what I mean? You're going to go into the computer game. You're going to sit by the character that he voiced. You're going to sit there. Okay, you're not going to shoot or anything like that? Okay, whatever. <laughs> I do that. What? Only I sit in my car. <sighs> Never mind. Okay. What we were talking about, okay, Shelly, who Brad? told you that I started my men's group already? Who told you that? I'm not going to tell you. Well, they don't know what they're talking about because I have this. I See, Shelly gets mad every time I talk about this. There's this group that Shelly, are you are you still a part of it or are you not in it anymore? You're out of it now? I'm out of it now and I'm done talking about it. Little Black Book, okay? Started like eight or nine, ten years ago by Angel Magasano. Wonderful woman, okay? But it's a woman's group, okay? Now, my complaint is you can't have that anymore. 
because that's not allowed. You can't have segregated groups like that. You can't you can't have an all black person group. Well, you can, you know, the Congressional Black Caucus and things like that. But you can't have groups that are exclusive. Just like remember the Boy Scouts now got girls in it. The Girl Scouts got boys in it. Okay, they don't have those kind of things anymore. So I kept telling Shelly, I thought it was unfair. And I said to her, I want to join Little Black Book. She goes, you can't join. You're a man. And you could be a wingman. I don't want to be a wingman. I want to be in Little Black Book. Why is it that women are only allowed in Little Black Book? Because it's all a women's group. Okay? So I said, I want to start a men's group. So Shelly tells me, and I'm not going to make fun of the guy because he, he means well. He's starting a men's group, and I went to the men's group. And it wasn't my cup of tea. I won't say why. Shelly knows why. Um, it wasn't my cup of tea. And I think that men and men, men are men and women are women. And just like the thing where they had the International Day of Women, one of the awardees, uh, you know, one of the people got an award was a transgender guy from from a woman or whatever he was from Columbia, South Carolina, not, not Columbia, South Carolina, Columbia, the country. Okay. I'm going like, now, let me ask you this. As a woman, how do you feel about that? When a dude, who is a dude, because he's got, still got the dude parts, he gets an award. When that could have gone to a woman woman. Don't, don't you see a little problem with that? No, I don't. Because I actually watched a children's vid- video yesterday yeah? that was woke. Which meaning what? There was a little bit of everybody. Well, there was, um, I mean, they had men, women, they had almost every um, nationality. They had people that were um, homo sapiens, but, you know, not, um, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it was very woke. It's like everything that everybody has been complaining about. So this was this was for your daughter, your granddaughter? Yes. And and what was the name of the video? Um It was I don't know, it was a children's video. But but it it was it was I mean, she wouldn't notice that, and I don't think any kids would either. I think, but it was noticeable to me. I think I, I think it was the the new Chris Rock. No, uh, it was no, not. No, I was going to say the new Chris Rock special that he did, the Netflix thing that now you can watch. I've seen clips of that where he refers to <laughs> every commercial now has a black guy and a white woman as they're married. You know, yes, and, that had that, and, and it's like, and it's funny because he's right. You see that now. It's like, you know, and once again, I say this, this is the pendulum swings. And once again, I agree that once upon a time, the only people you saw in commercials were white people. That was all you saw. And now it's to the point where, like you say, you have these politically correct commercials where you got a guy, you got a gal, you got, you know, a homeless person, you've got, a, a, you know, a, a dude who's now a woman, you've got, you know, Chinese people and 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 uh, Indian people, not and and Indian and Indians, Indians as is the country, and Indians as is as in you know indigenous Indians, and it's like okay, tell me where that is, okay, in the St. Louis area, 
tell me where I can go to a bar or restaurant where there's going to be like white people, black people, indigenous people, you know, Indian people, you know, uh, you know, men, women, uh, you know, transvestites. I mean, tell me where that is. You know the answer to that question? It doesn't exist. It's fairy land because nobody's like that. You know, I, did, did I ever tell you the story about how I almost got arrested in East St. Louis? When was that? <laughs> While, a while back. This last time? No, 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 no. It's a long story, but here we go. You're going to laugh when I say it. But when I was a police dispatcher, one of whom... One of the officers, actually several of the officers, were black. And one of the guys I got to be real good friends with, Wayman mm-hmm. Thornton. To this day, I still hope Wayman's alive because Wayman was a wonderful guy. And Wayman, um, I had, at the time, I had a lighting company. And Wayman owned a bar in East St. Louis. He retired from the police department, opened up a bar. And it was called the Red Bull, okay? Seriously, the Red Bull. Not the kind of drink, but that was the name of the bar, the Red Bull. And he had a special event there that night, that night because one of his buddies who was a de- detective for the East St. Louis Police Department, there was this new TV show called Top Cop or something like that. Something I think it was called Top Cop. And what they did was they reenacted famous situations that happened with police where police were heroes. And this was a situation where... It used to be all the time. Right, used to be all the time. Now they're villains. But yeah. th- this was a situation where an East St. Louis cop, I think he was a detective at the time, and I can't remember his name, no, I think he was a cop at the time, and then he became a detective. And he was, he was, they were on, they were on the lookout for some guy, a serial rapist. And they were trying to track this guy down because he had already raped several women in East St. Louis. And they got a call that some woman was being drug into a field, you know, in East St. Louis. And he drove his squad car around, and he found the guy, and the guy... I think took take a shot at at you know Wayman's friend and missed and th- and this guy and and the cop got him and they arrested him and they threw him in jail and and they solved this 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 serial murder case. Okay, so this was being featured. This was the debut of this TV show. It was on I think on CBS. I don't think it lasted but one or two seasons. Anyway, because it was all dramatized. They didn't have the actual police. It wasn't like cops where it's actual video. They were actually they hired actors to you know to be the people and stuff like that. So anyway, Wayman hired me to come over with my lights, my promotional lights, searchlights for the this party. So I go in and I'm the only white guy in the place. Okay, and no big deal. And Wayman's like Wayman hadn't seen for a long time. Wayman gives me a shakes my hand, gives me a hug. Hey Brad, so good to see. Because Wayman and I got along real well. He was a great guy. So at the time, I had walking pneumonia. Okay, and I wasn't in real good shape. And I told Wayman. I called him that morning. I go Wayman, I am really sick. I said, I'm going to come over, but don't think I'm going to be a party pooper, but I'm not going to stay inside. I'll come in and I'll set the lights up. I'm just going to go just crash in my truck. And he says, okay, fine. And so I go in, I meet him. He tells me where to put, he gives me a hug. Hey man, you know, he met the guy who was getting the award. He met, he'd give me, shook, shook hands with a bunch of his friends. You know, I'm not contagious because I got walking pneumonia. So I can, you know, I can do anything I want, but I'm just like zonked. If you ever had walking pneumonia, it's no fun. So, so. I get everything going, and I go and I sit down in my car, in my truck. I'm sitting in my truck, you know, watching the lights work the whole bit. And finally, I get to the point where I'm, like, exhausted. So I lay down in the front seat of my truck. I had bench seats in his old truck. And I lay down in the front seat of my truck. And Wayman comes out and says, hey, man, you doing okay? I said, yeah, fine. He says, I brought you beer. So he puts a long neck on my my dashboard, okay? 
So, and it was sort of cold, so I rolled the window up. So about half an hour later, there's a tap, tap, tap on my window. I look, and there's an East St. Louis cop. And I roll down the window. And he says, sir, do you know that's illegal in Illinois? Because Illinois has this thing, it's called illegal transportation. Even if you're not moving, you can't have an open beverage, an alcoholic beverage in your car. Every place used to be like that. Well, East Saint, or Illinois is especially. Matter of fact, if you have empty beer cans in your car, let's say you're driving along and the police pull you over, and you have empty beer cans on the front, laying on the front seat of your car, on the on the you know on the floor, stuff like that, they can arrest you for that. They can write you a ticket and arrest you for that. So the officer says to me, "You are under arrest. Get out of the car." So I'm going like, oh my God, I'm going to be thrown in, for backup, didn't in East St. Louis jail. So I get out of the car and he proceeds to pat me. sure do have a pretty mouth. <laughs> right. He proceeds to pat me down. And thank God, Wayman comes out and he says, knows this guy. Hey, Jim, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's my buddy Brad. <laughs> and, and Jim, the cop says, Wayman, he's got a beer on his dashboard. And Wayman says, I put it there for him. He's doing me a favor. He brought his lights over for me. We got Detective so-and-so in here, and we're having a good time. And he doesn't feel well. He's got some kind of pneumonia, and he's passed out in his truck. And the cop says, okay. And he says to me, do me a favor. Pour the beer out and just throw the bottle somewhere. He says, because another officer might come by, and he might do the same thing. So that's how I got out of being arrested in East St. Louis. <laughs> Thank goodness for, yeah. what was his name? Wayman Thornton. Wayman Thornton. I don't know. Let me see if I can. He was, and matter of fact, he had the coolest car. He had a Cadillac Eldorado that was. So did my, bio, so did my stepdad. Oh, my God. Those were cool cars. He had a Cadillac Eldorado. It just oozed. My daddy's was chocolate brown with a Landau top. And it only had two doors. It wasn't a four door. Well, that's what the El- yeah the Eldorados were always two doors. Yeah, hold it. Let me th- W A Y M A Wayman T H O R R N R N T O N Wayman Thornton. Let me look him up here. Does he come up? Uh, here's Wayman Thornton obituary, but that's a that's a white dude in, dude in Texas. Um, Trying to see Wayman Thornton. No, he's in. That's a that's a guy in Texas. Bunch of obituaries for a guy in Texas. Good thing it's not my friend. I don't I don't see him. Um, go to legacy.com. I don't want to go there and put his name in there. That that bothers me. I, I hate that site. Oh, it says we it's found a, it's effective. Hold him and hold on. We found Wayman Thornton, Chestfield, Missouri. Maybe moved. Here's checkpeople.com. Um, oh, that costs money. I know. Uh, Wayman Thornton Spring. Yeah, there's Wayman Thornton was... Uh, here's a... Um, William Thornton. He was an MD. Wayman... No, I can't find Wayman Thornton. Anyway, I hope he's still alive. He he had this... His, his Had a, a Cadillac Eldorado. Bright green. Factory color at the time. They didn't make too many of them. White Landau top and white leather interior. And mm-hmm. and I, at the time, I was like doing a lot of auto body stuff. I was in college and you know, I was still working on cars and things like that. So one day he called me up. And I remember I was at work one day. He says, hey, so would you detail my car for me? And I go, yeah. He says, he says, he says, uh, he says, you can do it right here in the parking lot at the police station. So I showed up on my day off 
It was like he was working a Saturday shift. He told me what shift he was going to work, and I wasn't working that day, so I brought all my detailing stuff, and I buffed out his car. I buffed out his entire car. And God, when I got done with it, it looked good. I mean, it was a good-looking car to begin with. That was me. I think he paid me 20 bucks. I was happy. Wayman Thornton, man. You know what? Now that you've mentioned him, you will meet or you will come across something that pertained to that man. Well, he saved my he saved my butt from being thrown in jail in East St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to be hearing from him or and, and hear about him. And you know what? Probably within the next month. You know what? It's it's sort of weird in the respect that that everybody gets this idea that I. I have no fear of going in areas. Matter of fact, I would drive around. If you said to me, hey, let's drive around North City right now. Let's go over to East St. Louis. I have no fear of that. I do it all the time. I would do that as well, but you'd have to take me to Crown Candy to start. I wouldn't go to Crown Candy if you paid me $1,000. Why? Because first off, it's going. I can tell you right now, it's going to be the same thing with me with movies. Everybody goes, oh my God, Crown Candy so good. I'm going to go there. I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. I don't care. Whatever they serve me, it's going to, this is, this is, this is, this is not that good. Because of the fact that it's been hyped. You need to put your mangina in your pocket no, and go and support that small business. It's been hyped. Once again, you know my problem. They uh, have the best BLT. But you just, I first off, I don't eat B- BLTs. I think they're horrible. I wouldn't eat a BLT. If you paid me 100 bucks, I might eat, eat a BLT. But when I turned around, I'd... The I'd the L, or the T I'd, I'd spit it out. No, it's it's the combination stuff. See, I don't eat mixed junk. I eat single things. You don't things. eat meat because you're a veterinarian? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's right. I don't eat meat because I'm a veterinarian. No. <laughs> that was a commercial I don't back like, in the 70s. I don't like stuff all, all mixed together. I want it mixed together in my stomach. I want to eat it singularly. Oh, you want it like little... We'll get you a little plate with those little bitty ramps that are like... That split the plate into three ways. And that way... Your food doesn't touch. I, don't I like, did not know that you you are a not food toucher. I don't like my food to touch. And a matter of fact, I don't like things mixed together. Like, for example, if somebody says, oh, we got a great beef stew. What's in it? Well, look at this. Oh, I'm done. First off, I don't like stew. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like soup. I don't like pies. Because once again, what's a pie? You don't like pie? I hate pies. What is wrong with you? I hate pies. I don't, I don't even know you right now. I hate pies. I, I have, the last time I had a piece of pie, I think it was like five years old. I hate pie. I just don't like it. Dean Winchester loves pies. Who? Dean Winchester. Who's that? Who is Supernatural. Who is Dean Winchester? He's the star of Supernatural. I've never seen Supernatural. I don't know what that is. What is it? It's a show. <laughs> You know, they're they're off the air. They went fifteen see, seasons. See, here we go once again. I watched a couple episodes of Yellowstone. I thought this show's not for me. I just I didn't. I can't bring myself to watch it. I, to me, it's like it's like. See, I know there's drama and all the women are in love. What's the guy's name? Who is the cowboy dude with the beard? You know, wears black. What's his name? Remember the story. He wasn't the dude that I used to see. No, I, I'll look it up. I can't and. I just, I don't like, and matter of fact, I, I watched part of the one was 1893, whatever, and it was horrible. I mean, I couldn't get through the first episode. I'm going, okay, I'm done with this. This is terrible. It was violent. It was 
terrible. It was disgusting. It's like, no thanks, not watching. There was one with with, uh, with uh, Star Wars dude in it, Harrison Ford. So basically what you're saying is that you're a rom-com dude. No, I don't. And I those, to- I told you. those, those really um, icky boobies. No, no, that, no, no. That. I've told what? you. I've told Are you. Are you my, interrupting me? No, I've told you my problem. My problem is if I get hyped on something, it's always disappointing. Just like you said, oh, you got to watch Dean Winchester. I'd watch him and go, okay, I don't know, explain it to me. I don't know. Well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't find them. They're Sam and Dean. They're brothers. Yeah. And they. Oh, I wouldn't. Are I, on I don't a, like. I don't like brother movies. <laughs> This one's pretty funny. I don't like brother movies. That's why I never seen what the one with Will Ferrell and what's his face stepbrother or whatever. Never you ever seen Mm. that one? No. Never Mm -hmm. seen that one. Okay, don't like that one. No. Once again, I just don't want to find hyped on something. It just always disappointed to me. It's never as good as what people say it is. Usually, the fantasy completely outweighs the reality. We have to get moving we're long again it's 7 35 that is not my fault it is i screwed up again man 14th time today damn it what's that hold on what'd you say again that would be two oh uh, no i'm more than that hold on i'm trying to get this stopped boy it's been a, it's monday you can tell okay uh that stopped okay um it's it's the resurgence of the weekend follow up from last break uh cole hauser that's the guy who plays torn on on uh, yellowstone Okay. Yeah. He's the cowboy dude. He's the one that all the women fall in love with. Okay. Oh my I God. feel better. It's but... it's torn. We, I love torn. Tomatoes, torn, torn on the co- torn on the top. That was sweet Sam. Back in the depression, he had a fruit stand and he'd say Maters, Taters, torn on the top. What? He it's couldn't. True. He couldn't say C's. Correct. And and he was called Sweet Sam, and he fed. Who are you talking community. about? Who are you talking about? When in in the depression, yeah, there was you mean back, a man called Sweet Sam back in twenty twenty two. Well, actually, it was more like twenty nine because okay. that was when my mom was born. And she's the one that told me about it. And there's a little song that they made about it. Yeah. And yeah, he was he was very well thought of. And who are you talking about again? Sweet Sam. Sweet Sam. Yes, he had a vegetable cart in the Depression. Where? Where and was he? And he would go out. Was he in Ladue? Was he in Ladue? Taters, taters, torn on the top. <sighs> he, he, that's how he would yell but he couldn't pronounce the c's but that's not what made him special what made him special is he was beloved by the community and there was no um bigotry back then shelly like like there is now have you been drinking this morning no (laughs) why does everybody always ask me that You're, I mean, you're spouting all this weird stuff. I'm going like, what is she talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about something that happened, occurred in St. Louis to my mother. Okay. You yeah. just reminded me, Torn. Cole Hauser. Was it Torn? What? You know, he, you know, he's got his his parents got 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 cool names. 
His mother is Cass, Cass Warner. That's her. That was her maiden name. She became mm-hmm. Cass Hauser. And her, her, his father's name is Wings Hauser. Wings, W-I-N-G-S, Wings. Aw. What a cool name that is. What if he's totally. a pilot? What if he's a pilot? See, now, what's interesting is um, Cynthia Daniel. Who's Cynthia Daniel? Oh, he's married to Cynthia Daniel. He's six foot one. He's born, he's 47, born in Santa Barbara, California. His grandparents were Milton Sperling, Betty Warner, Geraldine Hauser, and Dwight Hauser. His parents are Wings Wings Hauser and Cass Warner. And she started a film company. And you know what the name of her, her film company was? And I'm not making this up. Warner Brothers? Warner Sisters. <laughs> seriously. I should have known that. <laughs> seriously. Uh, I've never heard of Warner Sisters. I've heard of Warner Brothers. I'm finding all these weird pictures of him where he looks nothing like he does in, in the... Apparently, he must dye his hair because of the fact that, that he's got, like, black beard and black hair. But all these pictures, it seems looks like he's almost like... He's like a blonde. Here's a picture of him in, in, in uh, Hauser at TCA in 2010. Man, he looks nothing like he looks like today. He's got blonde hair, like sort of sandy blonde hair, and he's got like a real scraggly little, like one of those five o'clock shadow kind of beards, but it looks like it's almost red. He's a ginger. He's Here you go again. Here we go again. Here's a ginger. Blah, 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 blah. He starred as Officer Randy Willits on the police crime series High Incident and Ethan Kelly on the police drama Rogue. He currently works, uh, he currently stars as Rip Wheeler on the Paramount Networked Western drama series Yellowstone. Oh, it's Rip, rip not Torn. I'm, I got the right guy's name. I call him Torn. I'm sorry. Is his name Rip or Torn? <laughs> who who cares? Same thing. Rip Torn. Because you know. there was a Rip. Who, what was his last name? Rip Torn. That was the actor's name. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> Here, let's look him up. Here. <laughs> See, at one point in time, when I first got in the radio business, you know what my boss wanted to call me? What? The Ripper. Why? I don't know. Elmore. He called you the Zipper. <laughs> here, here is this guy's name. Elmore, Elmore Rule Torn Jr. Was an American actor, born in 31, died in 2019. Was an American actor whose career spanned more than 60 years. He was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for playing Marsh Turner in Cross Creek, 1983. Uh, Torn's portrayal of Artie, the producer of The Larry Sanders Show, received six Emmy Award nominations, winning in 1996. He also won an American Comedy Award for Funniest Supporting Male in a Series and two Cable Ace Awards for his work on the show and his, for his roles in, as Zed in Men in Black franchise and Patches O'Houlihan in Dodgeball. Oh, that's the guy. Patches O'Houlihan. You know who Patches O'Houlihan is in Dodgeball? No. Oh, my God. Now, see, that's a movie I saw before it got popular, and I liked it because it was so stupid. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, you know, you never seen Dodgeball before? I have not. It's sort of a dude movie. You might not like it, you know, but. No, it's got Adam Sandler in it, doesn't it? Um. I don't think Adam Sandler's in that movie. Maybe I can't. And um, no, it's got it's got Vince Vaughn. Owen think, Wilson. No, it's got Vince Vaughn. I think Vince isn't Vince Vaughn in in. I'll look it up. We have to take a break again. We're running way behind. I get caught up. Okay, it's all your damn get fault. Caught up. It's all your damn fault. It's seven forty. It is not. It is seven forty-seven. It is BS.show. Okay, I looked this up. 
you're thinking of you're thinking of the the two main stars, the two male main stars in dodgeball are Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller. It wasn't Adam, Ben Stiller's yeah, who I'm thinking it of. It wasn't and Adam Vince Sandler. Vaughn. Right. Um, Vince Vaughn and Christine Taylor was the love interest of Vince Vaughn. It's got quite a few interesting names in it as far as the people is concerned. Rip Torn, Patches O'Houlihan. You have to watch it to understand who Patches is. Uh, Gary Cole, uh, who was actually Jason Bateman. William Shatner's in this movie. Um, Patton Oswalt. Lance Armstrong as himself. Lance Armstrong is in the movie. Chuck Norris is in the movie. And David Hasselhoff is in the movie. Those are all people in Dodgeball. <laughs> I don't remember all those people. I have to go back and watch that movie again. Okay, we're getting near the end of our show here. God, this show has just flown by this morning. What the hell It really happened? has. What the hell? And all the stuff I was going to talk about, you sidetracked me, all this kind of stuff. I um, do that. That's that's my perk. Yeah. Um, here, here, real, real Would quick. Would you prefer I don't do that anymore? Oh, no, no. I, it doesn't bother me. Here, here we go again. I'm telling you, the men of our generation. Here's an article I read over the weekend. Gen Z men in generation are not dating. Why should we? Get this. 63% of the men aged between 18 and 29 are single. And according to this, they've given up on dating. Here we go. It's probably because we're all crazy. All across America, marriage, sexuality, and relationships are on the steady decline among young people. According to a new Pew Research study, 63% of men aged 18 to 29 report being single. That means the number of single young men is nearly twice that of single young women. Not good for the for the women, indicating a large breakdown in the social, romantic, and sexual lives of American men. The big question is why. One would think that making romantic connections would be easier than ever in our digital world, but the opposite is true. Our culture of convenience has paradoxically made dating more difficult for men as they are forced into a hyper-competitive, superficial environment that emphasizes instant gratification over true human connection. While there are several potential culprits causing this relationship breakdown... Um, nothing has done more damage to the dating landscape than getting this. Get this. What are the three things that have cooled, that screwed up the dating landscape? Take a guess. Um, well, not knowing if they're a man or a woman, that's a biggie. <laughs> that's not one of them. The three huh? are the three things here. Let me read you the sentence. I'll read the entire sentence this time. While there are several potential culprits, causing this relationship breakdown. Nothing has done more damage to the dating landscape than dating apps, social media, and pornography. And I'll enter a fourth one in there. I'll say video games. I'll say that's the fourth one. Yeah, they're they're kind of naughty. Right. And um, my, one of my friends actually got divorced from her husband for right. pornography. Pornography? Mm-hmm. I, you know what? That is not that uncommon. I know... I know Funny you should say that. I know two women who have told me that they got divorced from their husbands because of pornography. Yes. And I'm going like, wow. You know? But once again, that's all crazy weird stuff. You know, video games, pornography, you know, social media. It's all electronic junk. You know, I'm an electronic junkie. I love electronics. I love technology. I love computers. I love all sorts of stuff like that. But there's a point where you say, okay, we've gone too far. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's like this chat GPT thing, okay? It's to the point where like... What? Chat GPT. Don't know that. Tell me you don't... Come on. You haven't heard about this. It's everywhere. 
It's the new. Sorry, I it's the heard new. It. It's the new AI thing where you type in stuff and it you know, like like for example, I could You've say. You've been playing with that for years. No, no, this is the new the new super duper duper. Now there's the GPT four. Supposedly Google's got this thing, but the interesting thing about it is there've been people who have testing it. Like for example, I saw this video the other day of what's the gay lady's name on channel or ABC? Robin is it Robin Roberts? Um, Robin Williams? No, no, it's a it's a lady. She's like one of the hosts on Good Morning America. Yeah, I think her name is Robin Roberts. Okay, and her one of the reporters. And this is pretty interesting. Let me look her up real quick. Hold on, somebody's texting me. It's is that true? Corky? No, it's not Corky. <laughs> Who says Corky? It's not Corky's Colorama. Um, Robin. R-O-B-I, Robin, R-O-B-E-R-T-S, Robin, I believe it's Robin Roberts. She's She's been on, on ABC. Robin Roberts. Is that who it is? Are you so sure there? I don't know. I'm looking it up. Yes, that's who it is, Robin Roberts. Okay, American television broadcaster. She's the anchor for ABC's Good Morning America. Okay, they had a feature on this. I saw this the other day. They had a feature on this, and one of their reporters went out and talked to the guy who the guy who's head of OpenAI, which is the company that does this chat GPT. And the reporter says, as they're finishing up the report, she says, I went ahead and did some research on you, Robin, and this is what chat GPT says about you. And what's interesting, because it came on the screen, talked about she's, you know, all the stuff. She's, you know, she was born in such and such a year. She was married to so-and-so. She's currently the host on Good Morning America. And then it talked about that she played on a basketball team. She was like the the coach, or the, the captain of her, of her college basketball team. And she took her team to the final four. And Robert goes, Robert he goes, that's wrong. We didn't make it to the playoffs. So the idea being is that, this, that a lot of the stuff that comes out of ChatGPT is not right. It's wrong. W-R-O-N-G. And you know what's R-I-G-H-T? Uh, getting off the air because it's 7.59. Talk to you tomorrow, Shelly. Have a great day, Brad. Have a great day, everybody. Peace and I fly. 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.